0: Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive, mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors, Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We have another astrology episode today where we talk about another pretty like unique and I think one of the coolest areas of astrology. Like, we're all very familiar with what sign we are and sort of like the very basics. I feel like a lot of you guys who listen in, and if you don't, then have have any idea what astrology even is, that's fine. I still think you'll like get a lot from listening. Cause we talked with Ashley who is, this is her second time on the podcast. And we talked a lot about how astrology can actually kind of tell you what your life purpose is, which I think is really cool. It can kind of just guide you into um, yeah. Like maybe what a focus should be,
1: which I thought was really neat. Yeah. I liked this episode because I feel like usually with our astrology episodes, we're kind of focused on like the current time, like what this season's about or these eclipses or, you know, it's more like day or like, let's talk about what's coming in the next couple of months. And this was more like general concepts, I feel like, and just thinking outside the box, outside of like your monthly horoscope, it's like so much deeper than that, which is why I find astrology so fascinating. I feel like you could be learning about it for your whole life. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, she talks a lot about like the nodes and then we even touched on some fertility stuff, which was actually kind of cool. So um, for those of you guys who know my story, it took like a couple years for us longer than we had expected. So I, a couple times I had asked her To check on the astrology for the year and tell me what timeframes she saw. And a lot of the timeframes were like, I don't know, like maybe this month, this month, there aren't like a ton of strong aspects, but this time when we conceived this year in April, there were like really strong aspects, like pointing to certain things. So it was, it was a really potent time. And I just think Obviously that doesn't mean like it had to have happened then or anything but I just think it's so cool that astrology can show you windows into that mm-hmm. um which well, it's is like just using cool. the
1: energy to your advantage right yeah. so it's yeah. like like you said it's not like so finite like this is the only time it's going to happen right but it's like you know that can be applied to you and I've both used this for different business things right yeah. or if yeah. you have An interview where you're launching a project, like there's certain times of the year where your energy is really working with you. Yeah. And other times where they're just like, it might be a little bumpier. Yeah. So I think it's just like such a useful tool to have that info.
0: Absolutely. And we touched on like how to find, like easily how to find how this can relate to you and your chart so that you have an idea of like, what you're kind of supposed to be learning this lifetime and what you're letting go of, which I think is mm-hmm. like, was super cool. So, mm-hmm. um, especially since mine was all about cancer and I was like, uh, cancer,
2: it like the sign somewhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like sensitive, <laughs> nurturing, Ugh. yeah. exhausting.
1: to be learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The nodes are super cool. So we really hope you guys enjoy this episode um, and let us know what you learned. And then our partner for today's episode is one of our favorites, Element LMNT electrolytes. We love them. It's a super clean product. Both Dr. Nicole and I use it ourselves with our families. I give it to my three-year-old and our patients. And it's just awesome to like take your hydration to another level. And both of us have experienced with ourselves and patients, um, how much better they feel on it, which is really cool. I I've tried tons of electrolytes in the past, but I can't say I felt like a significant difference with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is one of those where I literally don't drink water without it, which is like kind of crazy. And sure. I remember when we ran out for a couple of days and I had like kind of a dull headache and something else. And I was like, I don't even know if I noticed this from some of my favorite supplements, like let alone yeah, for sure. something else. So it was a really big eye opener for us. we like use it all the time. My favorite is raspberry. And then I love their chocolate mint for like nighttime like it's like a warm drink oh good oh good
1: oh good so yeah if you guys want to try it it's really cool you can actually use our link that's in the show notes and you'll get a free sample pack so you get a stick pack of all the different flavors to try for free which is awesome so check that out and let us know how you like it
0: all right guys enjoy this episode Hey everyone, welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We have a two-peat guest on today, Ashley. Ash, thanks for being on today.
2: Thanks for having me, so excited.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about, so we're going to talk all about astrology today, and um, this has probably been our, probably like third or fourth astrology episode, so I know Remington's talked about it a little bit like we did in with numerology we've had you on we've had uh, Lauren on and so I'm hoping by now people kind of are understanding that astrology is really not just like your sun sign aka like the sign your birthday falls in that I think most people are really familiar with like I'm Scorpio and you're a Libra and husband's a Gemini right like there's so much more that astrology can teach us. And I think you for definitely like opened my eyes to a lot of it. And now I feel like I use it all the time, like in my business and like, if I'm launching something and just to kind of give like a little bit more insight on what might be going on. So I hope you guys get a lot of this. We're going to dive in um, a little bit to like some past life stuff and fertility, which I always thought was really interesting that you can kind of see, um, in the chart, like where, you know, like a good conception time might be, or I don't, it's really fascinating. So we always have to start off though with the two questions we ask every guest. So the first one is Ash, what is your favorite current drink of
2: choice? Oh yeah. Um, so every morning, every morning I drink my matcha tea with collagen and flower essences. Oh, and flower essences. I love that. I've even gotten my daughter into them. She likes, like when I make my tea, she'll stick out her tongue and like I drop them on her tongue.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Which ones are you using right now?
2: Um, I'm really loving the Lotus Way Sacred Heart. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I
0: think you know. like that's one of their newer ones, maybe. It is
2: one of their newer ones, but that's the one I've been putting in my matcha every morning and I love it. And oh, cool. Yeah, no more... If I drink coffee, it's only decaf because that caffeine is a little overstimulating for me.
0: Yeah. I get it. Um, Okay, cool. I like matcha. Um, The second question we ask everybody is, what is your latest biohack? And so this can be essentially just anything that makes your life easier that doesn't take that long, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, I would say I've been really <laughs> moving my body has been something lately mm. that's been huge. And being a Sagittarius moon like yourself, um, moving <laughs> the legs. Moving the legs. Uh, and it's been really hot. So going for walks has been hard, but my indoor bike has just been and I can hop on it and I get know. on it for 15, 20 minutes. And it like shifts, totally shifts my mindset and my energy level. And it's been a go-to for me lately in a busy schedule. I didn't know that Sagittarius moon was like
0: moving your legs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you've got um, your moon sign, um, the moon and the ascendant are very much connected to the physical body. So look to those signs, but especially the moon sign in Sag rules, the hips and the the large leg muscles of the body. And Hmm. so moving your body is really important, specifically the legs.
0: I always loved when I used to lift weights a lot. I always loved leg day, like squats, yeah. deadlifts, split yeah. squats. Fascinating.
2: Yeah. You're mm-hmm. activating that energy. And so like emotionally, you know, and then it's not just from an exercise workout perspective. If I feel emotionally just off, if I yeah. get on my bike or go for a walk or I'm not a runner, so that's not really my thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, for you riding horses, like you're activating yeah those muscles right and it's just mm. such a w- beautiful way to uh clear and and navigate the emotional connection right the moon is yeah and so it just mm. resets it's definitely a reset for me
0: so horseback riding must be like double because it's like also on a horse
2: it's also on a horse which hello Sagittarius you <laughs> right <know? Yeah. laughs> Man, <have horse. laughs>
0: it's probably why people are like you're still
2: horseback riding yes you're this pregnant yeah. I'm like yes I am yeah, exactly. That's your connection to them too. Yeah. Right? Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So
0: um, you teach a lot about sort of understanding your unique karma and soul path using astrology. And I want you to kind of explain what that means a little bit to everyone.
2: Yeah. So probably the number one question I get when someone's kind of coming to me as a, uh, for a consultation in the sense of like soul purpose, like what's my soul purpose? Mm-hmm. That's, I get that a lot. And my answer to that is we all share a common purpose of growing and evolving, but our path is unique to us. Mm-hmm. And that's where in astrology, you're looking for certain points in the chart that are telling your story. So for example, where your soul has been where it's coming from, we're going to see that from the south node of the moon. Um, And that is a mathematical point in your chart based on uh, the moon's orbit around the earth at the time of your birth, around the ecliptic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The lunar nodes have a strong, like we get eclipses in the sky from the lunar nodes, right? Mm -hmm. So they're these very important points in the chart. And so the south node is, think of it as your soul memory, what your soul not only is bringing into this lifetime, but also, you know, what your soul remembers and it's your familiarity. It's like, you go back to that. Like it's, uh, if we think about the moon in general in astrology, it's how we react or respond to our environment, especially on an emotional level. So the South Node's going to point to what? Are, how are you used to responding and reacting, right? Mm-hmm. Um What situations in past lives um, are influencing how you're reacting and responding in this life. And so Mm. we are usually falling back into the South node. So we can see a lot of things just by looking at the South node in the sense of what am I bringing in? A lot of it's unconscious in the sense of we may not be consciously aware or make that connection, but it is influencing our current life circumstances. And that's ultimately the South node. And so we're not only looking at the sign placement of the south node, but we're looking in your birth chart. What house does it fall? Are there any Mm -hmm. planets aligned with it or aspecting it, which are just, you know, are any planets in relationship to that? All aspects in astrology just talk about relationships. Some relationships like a square are more challenging, Mm -hmm. whereas some relationships like a trine or a sextile are more easy and flowing. Right. Got it. Yeah. And so. I can see when looking at someone's chart we're, we're you know not only what is their soul remembering and kind of their unconscious habits but also there's some past life stuff that can come through by looking at the south node and exploring what themes right are coming through. Now when we think of past lives and reincarnation right we've had many lives many of us you know And it's not usually just one, it's usually a theme or a story that's coming through. Uh, So sometimes you can see details, but you're not seeing all the specifics, right? You're not like doing a past life regression when you're looking at the chart, but you're getting a theme or a story coming through. Whereas the opposite point of the south node, uh, exactly opposite, is the north node. And that, those two points call, make up your destiny line. Okay. Okay. The North node and the South node. We call that your destiny line. And the goal is to like integrate, navigate the South node on your path to the North node. And the North node is where your soul wants to go. You can think of it as the South node as karma and the North node as Dharma, right? Mm. That's our, that's the path. Mm-hmm. is the south node to the north node. That's that unique soul path. The north node's unfamiliar, right? We have a pull to it. We're drawn to this energy, but it's not familiar to you like your self node. Mm. And so there's a lot of throughout our life, deconditioning, there's a lot of healing and processing and integrating our karmic stuff. Mm -hmm. In order to reach the North node piece where, where our soul wants to go and develop that more and ultimately embody that our goal of our North node is to embody and attune to that energy, because Mm -hmm. that's where our soul says in this lifetime, how you're going to evolve and grow, there's a lot to do with your North node. But the process also includes the south node because that's your line, your destiny line, your path. Yeah. So it's not like forget your south node, don't look at it and just right. focus on the north node. They work together. They're opposite points. So yeah. there's, there's a huge piece of, again, with the north node, you're looking at the sign, the house and any aspects to it that might help you get there.
0: Yeah. That makes or sense.
2: that might be blocking you or a challenge to fully attune or manifest or embody that.
0: I don't think so I I remember you taught me about my nodes which was super cool and anybody can find their nodes right if you do just yeah. like your astrology chart you can kind of see um like where you, that is
2: if you don't know your exact birth time you won't know the house location of the north okay. node and south node but you'll know the sign um you can even look at an ephemeris online but uh, you can do your okay. free birth chart online um, super simple to do and, um, easy to find the sign placement, um, to get the house placement, you would need your exact birth time, but you could even see without that, the sign placement and any mm-hmm. aspects to
1: it
0: as well. Cause the, the nodes are, I remember just with like looking at, um, conceiving for myself personally, and like when the baby would be born and what the nodes are and the nodes are. It's like for a certain time period, right? Like a year and a half or two years or something. It's about
2: 18 to 19 months that the nodes are in signs. Um, And so, for example, our current eclipses are in Scorpio and Taurus. And so the south node currently transiting is in Scorpio and the north node transiting is in Taurus. And so when we have eclipses this year, we're having them in those two signs because that means that the moon and the sun are interacting with those Uh, uh, points on the ecliptic and that's where we have eclipses and so um, anyone born this year is going to be born with you know south node Scorpio north node Taurus so Mm -hmm. uh, it is from a think of it from a generational perspective everyone born the year you were born for the most part unless they switched have the same sign placement but they don't have the same house placement and they don't have how are those nodes interacting with the planets in your birth chart? That's where it gets really specific. Got it. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. And so if we shed just like a little bit of light on what, let's just say people are like, okay, the eclipses are coming up. Um, I know our sons, our son will likely be born with those nodes, which I thought was interesting since, um, I'm like a Scorpio everything. And then he's like a Scorpio South node. So to me, Not it interesting. Sounds...
2: I would say faded,
0: <laughs> faded like, connection, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'll probably be able to understand some of the things he's where he's yeah. come from. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I would think a Scorpio South node could be like a little dark or like a little tough. Yeah.
2: Usually, uh, um, if we think about the South node in Scorpio, we think about the sign of Scorpio, right? that it's it's a water sign it's a fixed water sign it's ruled traditionally by mars modern by pluto and um has rulership of generally the 8th house in astrology which is the house of death rebirth and transformation right it's also so right. the house of uh, shared resources intimacy deep soulful connection sex mm-hmm. things along those lines things that are taboo right yeah yeah
1: um
2: usually a south node in scorpio is an individual that's coming from lives or having themes of really deep, um, emotional intensity. Right. Yeah. Um, and they, they've had to experience, depending upon what's happening in the chart, they've had to experience life, um, on a more intense level. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and oftentimes carrying through some emotional, uh, residual emotional karma Mm -hmm. and, so if we think about the opposite sign of Taurus, Taurus is fixed earth and Taurus is all about comfort, security, stability, uh, pleasure, sensuality. And oftentimes individuals with a North node in Taurus are coming here to say, hey, I feel comfortable being human and it feels good yeah. and I'm enjoying life. Right. And I'm finding comfort in this experience And oftentimes that dynamic of those nodes are what they're healing from in the past is deep emotional intensity, harsh, you know, depending upon aspects to their south node. And there's a lot of healing and integrating that um, moving towards the north node in, in Taurus. Sometimes it's not that sometimes I see a lot of healers or therapists who have south nodes in Scorpio because they worked in that field in the past, right? Mm. That was part of their identification in the sense of they worked cuz Scorpio is not superficial. That's the least superficial sign of the whole zodiac. Yeah. So like F that, let's go deep, right? right. Let's go right. deeper. Like let's go deeper. And so oftentimes people with a south node in Scorpio are going to have potentially depending upon where they are in their chart going to show that they've worked or had involvement in either healing you, you'll get a lot from a medical healing perspective you'll get a lot from a therapeutic psychological perspective um you'll even think like beyond what we consider you know in our western medicine now healers who did you know shamanic work who mm-hmm. healers who did um you know magic that's mm. very scorpionic you know yeah um, i made up that word i think scorpionic i, don't <laughs> I like word, it
0: though it's but good. i've been
2: saying it lately and i'm gonna go with it um <laughs> And so, yeah, so there's so many things you can see with just looking at the sign placement and how that might show up. So, for example, if someone had past life where they were healer, Mm -hmm. like they're most likely going to remember that and be drawn Mm -hmm. to that field potentially Mm -hmm. and integrate it in some way to achieve that north node in Taurus. Makes sense. Yeah. So
0: it sounds like this kid's going to be really intense. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that
2: goes with all of your scorpio planets so like i feel like you're totally fine it's gonna Um, be
0: great yeah but
2: you know when we think about and we're not talking about relationship astrology right now but in synastry when you have nodal connections to your personal planets that is indicative of a a karmic connection a past life connection yeah right so that would make sense yeah Mm-hmm. For you, for you two to have that
0: totally, mm-hmm. so fascinating, and then do you also look at the twelfth
2: house as past life at all? um or is know,
0: it really the nodes
2: it's really it's the nodes and what they're interacting with, right yeah. that's really what's going to tell me the most about past lives okay. the twelfth the twelfth house is is more so kind of what's hidden and beneath the surface and related okay. to our deep psyche. And so if you have any planets in the 12th house, then that will point more to your exploration of that in this lifetime. But more so when I'm looking at past lives and karma, things along those lines, I'm specifically looking at the nodes and what they're interacting with in your chart. It tells such a, like, you can see, you know, potential obstacles that you faced in a past life that are showing up or, you know, obstacles in this lifetime um, that are kind of keeping you from moving along that destiny line and yeah and presenting a challenge like when you have a planet in your chart square the nodes it is often going to show up as like this like for a whole lifetime this planet this archetype this energy that like feels like a push and pull yeah. and you're you're it's like making it very difficult to follow that destiny line like you you're always falling yeah. back kind of repeating patterns right things yeah. like that Um, it can show a major obstacle in this lifetime to really master or navigate that path. Yeah.
0: And I think so many people think about their purpose as like what they're supposed to do as a living or like um, Mm -hmm. for a living, you know, like their career. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know my North node is in cancer, which is hilarious because I'm sorry to all the cancers out there, but generally speaking, I don't always get a like I find cancer is a little tough, like just like the sensitivity. And, um, of course my husband has a moon in cancer. And so it's hilarious that like my North node is in cancer and I'm, so I'm guess I'm supposed to be, and that's really like nurturing and like motherly. Yeah. And like, it's really a lot of amazing things. It's just most of the time when I'm like, oh boy, cancer, like it's just a little, well, that's
2: because your soul's like, oh, I have to like integrate <laughs> this energy. And it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm more Capricorn, like, you know, right life perspective right uh, from like what I'm bringing in versus this cancerian energy and so yeah you know it's just that that's a great example and I'll give another one but your purpose is not connected to what you do for a living yeah right your purpose is to grow and evolve and how you do that is specific to you and so for some people for example and we'll even say cancer north node Oftentimes someone with a cancer North node, they're really about embodying that nurturing divine feminine energy, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The more sensitive, but like, we don't think, don't think of it as a sensitivity as like the stereotype of in a negative way, like cancer has a vulnerability and that actually is a strength. Yeah. And so there's, there's that energy of like embodying that because you're coming from a Capricorn South node where you were most likely a very authoritative, in control kind of leadership, you know, took a role of, you know, doing something good because Capricorn naturally rules the 10th house. So there's like more so maybe career, maybe your reputation, your role in society was very important, right? And so like you come into and like that, I connect with that, like, let's do that. Right, it's easier it's easier. Whereas your North node in cancer. And again, not knowing the house placement, that's going to tell you a lot more about where this is going to evolve for you. But a North node in cancer is like, it's time to soften.
0: Yeah. Don't it's in my so ninth rigid. house. I believe. Yeah.
2: Don't yeah. be so rigid. Right. Like right. Can be rigid. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but rigid in the sense of there is a controlling piece to that because underlying mm-hmm. that control is fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the North node and cancer is like, it's soften and receive. Yeah. 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 And you're like, what? No, I know how to just (laughs) do everything myself and, you know, take care of business. Like, how do I do that? You know?
0: Yeah. And I think that was like a very big lesson in my fertility journey. So I feel like I really, that really was like forefront with that. And of course it's interesting too, because it was literally to become a mother, right. Which is like super cancer. So I just think this stuff is like so fascinating. And so Yeah. You guys have to check out your nodes.
2: Yeah. You and I were both 82 babies. So both have cancer North node and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean if you're looking at your chart and you have a cancer North node and, um, you're like, have to have a child, right? You can nurture other people's children. You could be in a um, profession that works Mm -hmm. with children. There's so many different things, but there is a strong signature of that. And I know for myself, um, you know, having a cancer North node, Capricorn South node and, and other, how everything's interacting in my chart, I was afraid of having children. Mm. Like I didn't think I said my whole life, I don't want children. Mm.
1: Right?
2: And until I realized by looking at my birth chart and doing some past life stuff that I lost a lot, like I have a South node in the 12th house. So a mm. lot of loss, right? Yeah. And so that I've lost children or wasn't like, or, you know, wasn't allowed to have children like worked like being a nun or, you know, I, sure. I you know, made that decision not to, um, in past lives that I came into this life and that was just so unfamiliar. I'd also yeah. say to you that sometimes not always, you can't always see sex mm-hmm. in a, in a birth chart, but sometimes there are signatures of that you may have been one sex over the other. Cause like we alternate. Mm, Of course. Yeah. Does not matter. So fluid doesn't matter. Right. Your soul chooses whatever it wants. Um, and so, um, being more, you know, identified as a male in a past life versus female and that masculine, you know, patriarchal, that's very right. Yeah. Um, you know, the stereotype of that. So, you know, for me, that what came through in my past lives is I lost a lot of children yes as male mm-hmm. and female right mm-hmm. as a father and a mother yeah and so there was a fear of it and until I worked through that um and then tie that in with the fertility signatures in my chart of having delayed right yeah, yeah. um conception and different things impacting being I conceived when I was 37 during my nodal Mm -hmm. return.
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. And, you know, um, much later than, you know, in life than most people getting much more, you know, familiar now people waiting, but you know, it's, it it doesn't always speak to that, but it can show up as that. Um, For example, if someone has the 10th and the fourth house, right. We, the 10th house is usually our career our reputation, our public role in the fourth house, you know, our home, our family life, our, you know, our foundation. Um, But sometimes, you know, if someone has their nodes, let's say the North node in the fourth house and the South node in the 10th house, which is kind of very similar to a Capricorn cancer access, um, they're gonna be very like wanting to their familiarity. What they know is to be prominent, have a public reputation what's unfamiliar is like creating a home and family life.
0: Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. You can really start to see how that stuff plays out. Yeah. So fascinating.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So kind of speaking to that piece um, do each of us, like, can you see fertility, fertility signatures in the birth chart? And can you see like infertility and fertility, like be a part of the soul path and purpose as well
2: so we're going from like two very different areas of astrology right we're going from we're talking karmic astrology past life stuff which is very evolutionary based yeah to um and I like to integrate all modalities of astrology I find it fascinating um to a very medieval ancient astrology technique Oh, uh, where when we think about doctors and healers in the old days and in ancient times they were also astrologers herbalists everything mm. right mm-hmm. they didn't they weren't just a doctor or a healer they did and astrology played a huge huge role in medical astrology huge
1: mm. in cool. like the medical field right. um,
2: and so many ancient texts that have been translated uh to see that and so um from an ancient astrology technique we're looking at there's a strong medical component and different things ruling different parts of the body for example when you're looking at someone's chart when we as i mentioned before the moon and the ascendant are very powerful pieces to look at from a health perspective yeah from a body perspective but you know all of the planets have some sort of role, especially the personal planets Mercury and Venus and Mars. All of these things are really important and so in looking at fertility in a birth chart, there are a few things you're going to look at, and they're very much rooted in this ancient you know technical like mm-hmm. technique that uh they used in astrology, for example, the ascendant the ascendant, if we're looking at that's telling us a lot about the physical body. When we're looking at it from a fertility perspective, that's going to tell us a lot about the uterus, hmm. the environment of the uterus, because the ascendant is the environment of the body. Right? And the
0: ascendant is also known as the rising sign, also right? Known as
2: the, rising yeah. Yeah. Um, the moon, the moon's mm-hmm. very much connected. You know, there's a lot of things to look at the moon. We're not only looking at the moon sign, right? Certain signs are more fertile than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The placement of the moon, the interaction with the moon of other planets. So that's Mm -hmm. really going to tell us a lot. So for example, one of the common things that I see is let's say you have the moon interacting with the outer planets. That's going to, you know, and this is more kind of modern because they didn't have the outer planets.
0: Sure. Well, right. Yeah.
2: They didn't know they existed. They They didn't
0: didn't know they were there. Yeah.
2: Um, But like, for example, moon Uranus, people who have the moon in aspect to Uranus usually have irregular cycles. I'd also say the Mm. same thing with people with moon in the sign of Aquarius, Mm. right? They may have irregular cycles or irregular ovulation. Something is just Uranus is kind of unique and it's like irregular in its own like eccentric way. Yeah. If it's interacting with the moon or um, even the ascendant, or I'll talk about Kind of something else that, like a planet that you figure out that really plays a big role in your in fertility. um You know that there's something sometimes it also may indicate Uranus, like using other technologies and okay. modern technology to get like pregnant. the
0: IVF or IUI. IVF,
2: IUI, things like that. Yeah. Um, especially, let's say, Uranus in your fifth house, right? The house of the fifth house is another piece that we would look out for fertility um in the sense of that's the house of children, more yeah. children, right? Mm-hmm. And the house of other things too but children is one of them yeah and um another planet is neptune outer planet so moon neptune right uh neptune has a co like help influences the endocrine or hormonal system of the body oh okay and so usually it's like
0: thyroid ovaries yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: all of the kind of hormonal space
1: mm-hmm.
2: so if you've got moon neptune right there may be some sort of hormonal stuff or endocrine stuff going on under the surface. Neptune's a bit harder because Neptune is a it's a planet that is very out of touch with reality. Okay. Like in the <laughs> sense of yeah. it's not tangible. Right. Um, so a lot of times it's something that people aren't aware of or a doctor can't find.
0: Oh, so like an unexplained, unexplained. fertility or infertility. No idea
2: like it's really confusing and like you might, they might be saying, I don't think anything's wrong with you. Right. Mm. But Neptune, and it may not be drastic, but it may be playing a part in someone's fertility. Um, when we think about, especially like, I would say the same thing with Neptune interacting with Venus, right. Cause Venus being connected to the reproductive system as well. And hormonal system, the okay. thyroid, huge connection. Yeah. Uh, Taurus and Venus rule the thyroid so So, interesting
0: all these different glands that also have like a like a astrological component to them
2: yeah and then another one that's common is like Saturn aspecting the moon um can usually point to um issues with egg production or egg supply right um and again, these can all be natally in the chart. And then you also want to look by transit, right? Yeah. Like what's happening you know, around you that's activating certain parts of your chart because you could have a signature of it may, you, it may be difficult, but then you have a transit or some other uh, technique that we use like solar arc or progression. And these are all other predictive techniques that are activating and actually helping you. Yeah. And, um, you also have different phases of your life that are connected to maybe more fertile phases. Sure. And, um, I mentioned earlier the, there's a planet that usually is kind of, you can calculate it and it's a whole calculation. I have like a whole chart of how to do it, um, will be the important planet in your fertility journey, right? Jupiter. No. Meaning oh. it's specific to yours is Mars, mine is Saturn. Oh right?
0: wow. Yeah. Didn't see and, that coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. And and usually you're like, oh crap, those are the two planets that people are like, oh but yeah. when it's like your when it's like your pregnancy planet or fer- fertile planet, it's there's an it's called the altumen of pregnancy. It's a very like ancient word, but Ooh. um when it's when it's it's actually beneficial because now it's turned a planet that is considered malefic into beneficial. Yeah. Right?
0: Wow! Cool. And so then you're
2: going to look to, well, what's the condition of that planet in your chart natally, and then also mm-hmm. what's happening by transit and all of that other stuff. Um. So for example, um, I had a client that um, Mercury is her um, pregnant or fertile planet and the placement of her Mercury in her chart indicated, and Mercury rules the fallopian tubes. Okay. When we're thinking about pregnancy. Yeah. Like- Um, uh, indicated that there may be an issue with the fallopian tubes and you need to get them cleared. Right. I don't know that you would know the technical term of that. Yeah.
0: Well, probably just when they put the saline up and just do like a flushing out of, unless there's like an actual obstruction, which they would find during that procedure. But it's a really common one that gets a lot of women pregnant. Honestly, it's like a clearing out of the tubes almost.
2: Yeah. And it's, and, you know, I told... I said, talk to your doctor about that, and yeah. you know, it's not a. It's an easy thing to do.
0: Yeah, totally. And her
2: doc, her doctor's, like, I never even thought about that. I was like, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So there's so many things that really come into it, and then you also, from the male side of things, for example, like mm. yours being Mars, that's going to tell me that your husband's chart is important.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Like Mars would be more so. Um, from a fertility perspective in men, it's like rural sperm.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah. But it, it also would point to if that's like your fertility, you know, indicator in your chart. Yeah. It's gonna be like, okay, look at your partner's
0: chart. Oh, that's so interesting. What
2: transits are happening to his or her chart, like that's gonna be important.
0: You know what's interesting about that is um, I feel like I have to state for him, like his sperm was fine.
1: Yeah. However, no, I'm not saying that you have an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, for sure, but I had this lady do our um do a reading. I didn't know that she did astrology. I really didn't know what she did, but she did astrology and numerology and she said she's like this whole time you've been waiting on Matt it has nothing yeah. to do with you. Yeah. It's literally waiting until Matt hits this point when he yeah. had his birthday this year and we yeah. were pregnant about 4 weeks before his birthday this yeah. year. And I thought that was really fascinating.
2: I mean, when, when we look at your conception, there is. It was a, so perfect oh, with, it was yeah. So perfect. I mean, you were having just so many beautiful transits, um, in your fifth house of children, Jupiter aspected Venus in your fifth house, making a trine to your ascendant, um, Jupiter, basically trining your son, Jupiter, like everything was lining everything up was when you conceived. Up. Yeah. And when you think about it, um, we really I how people get randomly pregnant, that's faded. Okay. I'm telling you right now, that's yeah. faded. Because from a you know, biological perspective, we really only have a few really fertile times a year. Like it's not, as you know, it's not right. every month. No. Yeah. And so you can use astrology then from a first you look at, well, is there any signature in my chart that says it's gonna be easy or difficult for me to get pregnant? Yeah. Then you look at it in the sense of timing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And
2: that's what we've done together and and we and, and when we met earlier this year I was like I really like April. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You did say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was also happened to be that day astrologically that hadn't happened in like 180 years too. Oh, there then Neptune. It was like Neptune well, you, something or other.
2: What's interesting is you had Mars in your 5th house during that time which most people mm-hmm. Most people would say, "Oh crap, that's not good," right? Okay. But Mars is your fertility indicator for pregnancy, right? right?
0: And so that
2: being in your fifth house actually helped, right? Right. right? And where if somebody didn't know that, you would be afraid that that's not a good thing because Mars is technically for a night chart considered a malefic planet, like not a beneficial planet, right? But for you, Mars is so interesting. When it comes to pregnant, like fertility. Yeah. Right. And so there was so much going on that just said, this is the time. And when we think about it too, I talked about there's phases. It's called triplicity in, in astrology. And it's based on, and if we look at it from your Mars triplicity, you were in, you went from a Venus phase to a Mars phase.
0: Hmm. Right?
2: And again, you want the Mars phase because that's important for you specifically,
0: right? right? Might not be um, great for somebody else, but for me yeah, that's, that is yeah that's
2: where you're calculating what what planets are on your side for getting pregnant, right and for fertility, so there's so many things, and you know, and that was before the eclipses, so like it it happened before because there always is a little caution of conceiving um during an eclipse because hmm. it can be a little rocky yeah. yeah, but conceiving before is fine. Right, oh, okay. you have had the implantation because one of the things like we we if something implants, we don't know. Like we can't, yeah, you know, control that, you know, right. And ultimately, as we've talked about too, and this goes back to the karmics, like the 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 spirit babies are going to come in when they're ready, you know.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's part of it too. I wonder if you see this too, where maybe you're looking at the chart and there aren't that many signatures that say. It's gonna be hard, or it's gonna take a long time because it's like maybe everything's fine. It's just really when Spirit baby wanted to come in,
2: and that's where timing would show that it would show up in the timing because it, it would, would okay if it, it would be reflected in in the chart um right, and then you would see especially like nine months later when you look at the chart of what would be happening then and like how that interacts with your chart too, so there's like so many things that come into play. And it's really, you know, you're going through, I mean, I'm going through as an astrologer and like taking all these notes, calculating all these things. Right. Yeah. Um, And again, it's not a hundred percent foolproof. There's so many things at play. Um, But, you know, there's a big debate of like fate versus free will. And, you know, Mm. with astrology where we really see that there's so much that is set and predetermined in your chart. Mm and yeah, we make choices, but a lot of times those choices are also aligned with stuff going on. Like that's already there. Right. And, um, it's just really powerful. I mean, it goes back to, we also have to think from a psychological perspective, when you're looking at stuff too, and the psychosomatic and all of that, and the emotional stuff that can show up in your chart too. Right. Um, of, you know, go from a psychology perspective, like there's a there's just a lot you know that's a lot of the psychological astrology and stuff that we talked about first of we can see that you know certain aspects in your chart will talk about things that have happened in your life and how that's affected you emotionally mm-hmm. and psychologically and how that also impacts the journey too yeah. um but they're often co- correlated with what physically manifests mhm mm-hmm. as you know
0: yeah it's so oh. interesting So kind of like as a wrap up, so, um, you know, I've even before my own fertility stuff, I helped a lot of women get pregnant in my practice. Right. And, um, I know Dr. Abby works for some fertility too. And since kind of my own journey, I've created a couple hormone healing courses as well as a fertility course, um, online. So women can kind of like Feel like they have a little bit more hold of like hopping to heal their body and get it in the best place possible. So, how could you sort of combine like what you do with astrology and combine it with um, sort of like the more medical aspect that like we work in?
2: Yeah, astrology is not a standalone. I would suggest working astrology into your uh, what you're already doing to conceive, right? Mm-hmm. And working with. Um, physicians doctors healers whatever you're doing right um as another tool in the toolbox yeah. yeah right this it isn't like just looking at your astrology and doing it on your own right yeah so no, that's that's because as I said before in ancient astrology everything was combined like combined yeah it, it was holistic and that's the approach that astrology takes now I work. I do, I have like a mentorship program with healers and uh, therapists, or even in the medical field of, you know, maybe they have patients coming to them and they want to learn what to look for in astrology, right? Sure. Um, From a client perspective, it's like, okay, I'm working with this doctor and, you know, I'm choosing to explore astrology too, so that I can go to my doctor and say, these are the times I want to try this procedure. or These are the times I want to do this. Or, hey, like I said with that one client, she went to back to her doctor and says, Hey, can we do this? Because I think this might be an issue. And she's like, That's a great idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what we I would love to see is more of those in the medical field um applying and this or collaborating with astrologers on this who focus on this because mm-hmm. it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And um it's, it's helpful to know, but I would say most of the time it's clients coming and then going back to their physician yeah. or, or their doctor and saying, Hey, could we do this? Yeah. Um, but I think there is definitely an opportunity to have more collaboration yeah. in which this is automatically included with any new client that comes through I, as ideally that would be beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like it's such an ancient pairing, it is, But it would be interesting too. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I just remember going through, I mean, it was, you know, years for us. And yeah. there were definitely times where I was like, oh, right. We're taking a break, right. Like yeah. take a couple of months off. But what if those were like the best months yeah. astrologically? Right. So, yeah. or like um the husband had a lot of travel coming up during that time or uh, the woman did or whatever it might be where you might be able to be like, wow, this like is a really potent time Mm -hmm. to conceive. So just maybe that's like a good goal for detoxing your body before then, or making sure you guys have time together at that point. And so I think there's a lot of different ways it could be, it could be collaborated on
2: a hundred percent. I think, I hope that's the way things are going of going back to the, the, the more holistic model, right? Yeah. Yeah of, of health and wellness. And that's ultimately, you know, our astrology can tell us so much from yes, our karma and past lives, but also our, um, physical body and our health. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It it can tell you so much. And we are holistic beings. We're human and we're, we're whole, right. We're not just separated and disconnected. And right now I feel like, you know, Western medicine is very disconnected from the holistic model, as you know, and like what we naturally and have done for ages and has Mm -hmm. been very effective.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, even my own experience, it's really like, if you haven't conceived in four months to six months, which now seems like nothing to me, right. Right. Then you go right into the fertility, you know, model of your, you have a problem. Let's discuss your methods. A lot of them involve medication, which I'm, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, maybe like, let's get some other information first Mm -hmm. before, because it's an expensive path and there are side effects. And so if you can gather more information, and maybe this is a spot that a lot of women wouldn't naturally look to, to gather more information about their body and timing um, before it's kind of like labeled as like, yeah, you need help. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, a lot of times we're seeing currently people are like, I just, everything looks fine. I don't know what's wrong. And right. And like, they just leave mm-hmm. it at that and like, try this. And if you can pull in astrology to say, okay, this is, this may be something we're not seeing or something that we need to just like, for example, focus on a bit more.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. So um, there's a lot of pieces to it. And then there's the timing piece and yeah, there's so much. And I I would love to see more of that holistic model and, and collaboration and, and working with people. And that's kind of why I started that mentorship program um for people who help he- are helping other people and like maybe wanting to because there's so much to astrology. It's like you don't have to learn all of astrology. Right, right. right. You can learn the stuff that's important for your field. Yeah. And exactly. That's what I feel isn't is, is the next step of working with like healers, doctors, therapists, et cetera, that say, okay, I want to focus on this for my clients. Help me learn this. Help me integrate that into my practice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. speaking of,
0: um, as we come to a close, what are, where can people find you and what sort of are your offerings?
2: Yeah. So ashleytracy.com is my website. That's, um, T-R-A-C-E-Y. Um, And I do one-on-one readings uh, for clients. I also have the mentorship program, as I mentioned, and I have courses. So um, like we talked about in the beginning, the unique path to purpose, that's um, Unlock Your Path to Purpose is my course. And it's a self-paced course with the option to add on a a one-on-one reading. But basically I teach you everything to decipher your lunar nodes. And um, I have that course available. And then, um, yeah, I have some other courses just kind of learning the fundamentals of astrology, but that's a big one that I uh, really love and put a lot of, there's a workbook and everything into that unlock your path to purpose. And it dives solely focusing on the South node and the North node and what's interacting within your chart. Uh, and that's a really fun course, um, to kind of do your own exploration with some meditations and stuff mixed in, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. I'm on Instagram at Ashley Tracy soul centered. Um yeah. So I love it. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's see. Yeah.
0: I do a reading with Ashley every year. That kind of just gives me like a sort of like the year ahead. I find it super helpful. Forever I was asking about fertility and when (laughs) I would conceive. Um, however, I also do a lot with like business planning and like um trips and launches and all sorts of stuff. So I found it, I've found it really helpful. So thanks everyone for tuning in today. Thanks, Ash, for being on.
2: For having me again.
0: Yeah,
1: and we'll talk to you guys soon. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by the site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.